When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP. That's A-M-P for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am so happy to be back. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend. And I also want to wish everybody a happy would-be Jen Shaw's trial day. <laughs> it was supposed to be today, this week. And of course, as we all know, last week, she decided to plead guilty, which rocked my world. Um, so now we got to wait till November. It's like, this is fucking killing me. It's killing me. And I'm... A little upset that they've already actually started. They already filmed season three. So it's like, am I going to have to wait till season four? I don't think I can sit through Whitney and Heather Gay for that long. Like I just and oh God. And then they're going to be on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which we'll get to that in a second. Um, I just want to start off with just some like personal stuff, like updates, everything like that. I hope everybody, like I said, had a good weekend. Um. I took my boyfriend on a girl's day. He was one of the girlies. He came to brunch to meet some of my friends. Um, and I was, and I kept telling him, I'm like, do you want to invite your friends? Like, do you want to invite your friends? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. It's fine. He was truly indoctrinated as one of the girlies. It was so funny. He like, <laughs> he, he's like a little secret gossip king. Like he loves to talk to the to see like what's going on in everyone's life so we got like this huge thing of mimosas we he had like espresso martinis with us like he was fully one of the girlies it was so fun um and then this week he surprised me with uh we're going glamping it actually sounds amazing like I am low-key like outdoorsy or I want to be like I love the outdoors but I find myself never doing anything outside, but I should because I like it. So it's like, why aren't I doing this more? It's like kind of when you go on like a hot girl walk, you're like, why am I? Why do I not do this more regularly? It's like super weird. So, yeah, so he's taking me and Ruby glamping um, and he upgraded for the tent with the bathroom. So I'm like, God bless. Like, so amazing. <laughs> Just ladies, if he wanted to, he would. OK, Um and of course, I have to congratulate Miss Jennifer Lynn Lopez Affleck. Obviously, the news 
heard around the world, Jennifer and Ben got married. They finally did it after 20 years. I love this love story. I do. You know, I have been riding so hard for them ever since Southern Charm out of the fact that A-Rod was a fucking cheater, loser, clown, um, idiot. And I just desperately need to know, like, does Ben watch Southern Charm? Like, did he hear about, you know, Madison and A-Rod FaceTiming? Did he hear about the drama? Or And then did he text Jen? Like, how did this come about? I just want to know. Um, and everyone last year was like, it's a publicity stunt because they people were saying that they're like remaking her uh, music video, which granted, it did look like that at times. I'm not fully I'm not fully ruling it out, but I did believe in their love. And guys, they did it. They got married and I'm thrilled. I it's like it's the cutest love story. It's so sweet. I think. You know, they both like dated and married other people. They had kids, but they, you know, they were always probably thinking about one another. And of course, you know, I do have to wonder, like, what is Jennifer Garner thinking? Because I feel like when she was dating and got married to Ben, of course, probably in the back of her mind, like any woman or person is like, oh, like, what about your ex? Like, what's this? Imagine you're marrying someone whose ex is Jennifer Lopez. I don't have the self-esteem to handle that. I just got to be honest, guys, I don't. Um, so I I do wonder what she's thinking. I, I would fucking kill what I would do for a photo of the three of them together out at lunch, walking to church, picking kids up from school, going to PTA, going to recitals. I need them to be co-parenting together. All of them. I love it. Because I, I feel like Jen Garner is like a really nice, nice girl, like a nice lady. And I think Jennifer Lopez is like really down to earth, actually. And like, I mean, you guys, I watched her documentary that was on Netflix and I cried. I cried during it. And I have to say, I found it really hilarious that they scrubbed A-Rod from the entire thing. The entire thing. You see him in like a corner in the background for about 0.5 seconds like you can barely tell it's him um <laughs> yeah I mean scrubbed him from the internet <laughs> for from her life and I just respect that I do I people always say because okay I want to hear your thoughts actually see I'm getting off on a tangent it's just you guys welcome to hot off the mess it's like a shit show okay here's the thing I want to know what you think I am a firm believer that when you break up with someone, you delete the photos of you guys on your social media. I don't get the point of leaving them up. Call me crazy. Call me whatever. I think it's fucking weird. Delete it. I, I, it's like I don't understand why people leave it up. I find it weird. And like if I started dating someone... Like, for example, if I started dating my boyfriend currently and he had like tons of photos with his ex-girlfriend, granted, they did break up like eons ago. I would be like, why are they still up? Like, for why? Like, I 
I don't know. I'm just not one of those people that like needs to keep that shit up. My mom and I get in like fundamental disagreements about exes because she's notoriously friends with all of her exes. Me, not so much. I don't hate them. I don't like them. I feel nothing for them. I it's not even most of them. It's not even a situation where I'm like, I wish the best for them. I don't. But I also don't wish ill will on them. I just hope that they're fine. Like, hope you're good, I guess. Like, I I truly, when I end a relationship with someone, I do not think about them. And it's very strange, probably. Like, I have a friend who, like, thinks about relationships and she's so, like, emotional. And here's the thing. I'm a really sensitive person. But, like, when it's done, it's done. Like, when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. There's no need to, like, think about you, talk about you, look at photos of us together. Like, you you were in my life and now you're not. And now someone else is. So what are we doing here? So what was the point of this? I don't remember. All I know is that J-Lo and Ben got married in the drive-thru at a Las Vegas wedding. Now, this is like becoming the thing to do. Lily Allen did this like years ago where she got married in Las Vegas. Then Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, they had like two ceremonies. So they had like the Las Vegas, like crazy ceremony, like where they're like so edgy and cool. And like, I love them so much. And then they of course had like a more traditional vibe. Then, I mean, Courtney and Travis did a little something, something, um, after I think it was the Grammys or was it the Oscars? It was like some award show. And now JLo and Ben, they went through the drive-thru and I thought it was so sweet that like he wore just like a suit jacket he had. And she says that the dress that she was wearing is a dress from a movie that she was in like 20 years ago. If you fuckers don't think that I was scouring the fucking internet for this dress, you're out of your mind. I was like made a Manhattan white dress. Oh, what's the movie they did? That was a flop. It was a j- jiggly jiggly. I don't know. It's that movie. You know what I'm talking about. Um, then I was like wedding planner dress, like this dress. Like I was losing it. I can't find it. And I need her to talk about what movie this dress is from. Because I'm thinking like it might have been a movie they were in together. So then I was like, maybe it was Jersey Girl. But she wasn't really in Jersey Girl because then they kind of broke up. And then she was kind of not in the movie. They killed, they died um, in the film. So... You know, I, I I just think it's a beautiful love story and I'm glad that they made their way back to each other. And I think it's really, really sweet. And I think it's really sweet that like the diamond he got her this time is green because that's her favorite color and all good things in her life have happened when she's worn green. And I'm like, that's really sweet. Um, You know, I do want to know when she's going to change her name on Instagram. I I I have been checking every 30 minutes. I'm like, is did she do it? Because she is legally Jennifer Lynn Affleck. Had no clue her middle name was Lynn. She didn't strike me as a Lynn. I got to say. Speaking of relationships, <laughs> nice little segue here. Embrada, the model, the famous model, is divorcing her husband, Sebastian, because he's a cheater. Now, if you know who Emrata is, you know that she was doing charity work by marrying this man. 
Okay. They got married in 2019, I believe. And like a very chill, like civil ceremony, I think like at a courthouse, like it was like not even, she's like very like, I did watch her Vogue, like 72 questions. And it was like really insufferable just because she was like, I only listen to records. It's like, shut up, shut up. You definitely have a Spotify, <laughs> like relax. But you know what I mean? She is divorcing him because he's allegedly cheated on her. Like he's a, apparently like a serial cheater. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Because you look at women like her and you're like, and you look at him and it's like, no, how does a man cheat on her? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And they just had a baby together. I think their baby is maybe a year, maybe less. I'm just like, what? Like, can men just keep it together we don't ask for that much. We just don't want you, you know, hooking up with other girls. I don't think it's like that hard to do. I Call me crazy. I don't know. But yeah, so they're divorcing. And I just found that very shocking because it was, it's a couple I don't think about a lot. But then when like news about them comes out, I'm like, oh, that's actually really crazy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Yes. So then I want to talk about something that I got this inspiration from a TikTok that I posted yesterday on my Instagram. And I think this is a conversation. Hang on. Sorry. My someone made my dog or something made a noise. Um, like I was saying, I saw this TikTok and it really struck something with inside, like inside me because I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and I feel like no one is really having it or if they are add me to that group chat because I have lots of thoughts. So basically the TikTok was a gr- a girl, a woman and she was talking about the like influencer culture and how it's like here, let me read it. <laughs> I'll just read it to you. So this girl on TikTok and she says influencers jobs are to sell you things to sell you a life they don't even live money will come traveling in an expensive dress in your 20s won't is awful unrealistic advice the halls are fake and they often come from wealth consume critically and make yourself happier now I 100% stand by that and there's something that really irks me about a lot of influencer culture. And I don't want to hear a fucking peep from anyone saying that I'm an influencer because Lord, what am, who am I influencing? What am I influencing on my Instagram? I literally posted about the fairly odd parents yesterday. Not an influencer. Do not do that to me. Now, do I recognize that a lot of the conversation around influencer culture I think is rooted in sexism and misogyny at times yes because it is a mostly female dominated business like it's a it's a career women have created and I think it's amazing that women are able to use their social media platforms and create a life for themselves I find that really amazing and really important I think that is obviously hello okay now The problem is, is that I want to say 90% of the people that are influencers come from money. They come from wealth. 
They are able to buy whatever they want. They're able to spend money willy-nilly, buy the best clothes and the best bags and the best makeup and this, that, and whatever. And then they're able to post about it. And then people naturally gravitate towards that because they're like, oh my God, look at this girl. She's got such a luxurious, amazing life. And it's like, well, yeah, she kind of had like a little bit of a leg up. Um, And that's no shade to her. But I think it's a conversation that needs to be had because it sets insane, unrealistic expectations. And I have been finding myself lately really falling prey to that. Like I've been, I don't know. People say Instagram makes them feel bad about themselves. TikTok makes me feel like a fucking loser. Uh, The aesthetic, the way people live on TikTok, I get that it's like not their real life and I get that it's a highlight reel, blah, blah, blah. But like there's just this like really insane pressure I've been feeling lately to live like that. And I'm a naturally (laughs) messy person. I don't live my, I don't have like, you know, I don't have Sunday cleaning day, like where I go around my house with my Dyson vacuum and like vacuum and they do, they, you guys know what I'm talking about. I might not, I might sound like I'm rambling because I'm really just trying to like work this all out and, you know, think out loud. So brace, brace yourself. Uh, what am I thinking? What am I saying? Um, Anyway, you know what I mean. I'm I I feel like I'm getting tripped up on my words because I don't want to come across like I'm a hater or anything like that because that's not true. I do think a lot of influencers they actually work really hard um, because it's not easy. I know people think that it's easy to just like post on Instagram. I give them all the credit in the world. People that post about their lives like that, I think it's kudos to you. Hats off, but it does enable this sort of like intense consumer culture that I think is really not healthy and it's not realistic because a lot of us don't have those luxuries. Like we don't have the ability to just go to crate and barrel and buy, you know, the new lamps or the this and the that and like live this life. And but it's made to seem so much more attainable because it's on our phones. Whereas like when I was little, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a grandmother, uh, but it was in magazines. So you knew that like this was like not a not really attainable. Like you just knew it was aspirational. And there was that kind of like divide, like there was a um, like a separation, or at least for me, I'm only going to speak obviously from my own experience, but I never was like, like, of course I felt like pressure a little, but I knew that these were like celebrities. Like I knew that this is how Jennifer Aniston lived. I knew that this is how, you know, Reese Witherspoon lived. So to see girls that are just like me on social media and in my face and in my for you page all the time, living these extravagant lives traveling and going you know all over the world and like shopping and wearing these amazing clothes and I'm just like that's not realistic that's not real life and I'm concerned about the effects that that is going to have that it already has had on us um but also just like in the future 
Um, I don't know. I just I I really wish that I saw more people that were like non-aesthetic people. Like I don't live my life with an aesthetic. I don't I'm not a coastal grandmother. I'm not eclectic. I'm not modern. I'm not this. I'm not that. I I just I I don't know. I I don't know. And maybe it's like my own thing that I'm like working out right now because I feel like I'm going to be vulnerable, guys. Um is I'm kind of lost right now and I feel like I don't know like where what direction I'm heading in, so maybe I'm projecting a little bit. I'm not sure, okay? Um and I do have a straight male producer who's probably like, what the fuck is she talking about right now? He's like, this girl is crazy. Um, but I don't know. Like, it just makes you, me doubt myself. And I just have to really constantly check in with myself. Like, the non-aesthetic life is okay. The majority of people in the world live that way. And it's, guys, it's all right. It's okay. I think it's just like, there's got to be this sort of separation, like I was saying between knowing that that is aspirational and I think it's a great I think you know if that's the life that you want to live I think that that's great but like it's also expensive as fuck to live that life and majority of us don't come from families like that and that's another thing that really really bothers me is on my Instagram I've had people make assumptions that you know I come from money or my family guys my parents no I grew up in a single family household like my parents were divorced my mom lost her job in the recession we lost our house um I was never the kid that had you know I had what I needed and my parents did the obviously the best that they could um but when you when I so I grew up in Plymouth, um, which is like a nice suburb outside of Detroit, like 30 minutes. And it's very like upper middle class. But I was like the kid that lived in the apartment. So I, I was constantly surrounded by people that had like golf simulators in their basements and like they, like boats and like all this stuff. And I would go home and like that wasn't my reality. You know what I'm saying? Like we were losing our house. So it's like, it really bothers me when people just make that assumption that this is just, you know, this job that I have is just like a luxury that I've been given. It's like, no, like I've literally have started my Instagram having no clue what would come of it for me. I just did it because I wanted to and because I loved it. And I just was consistent and I just kept posting whatever I wanted. I worked in a dental office for five years working. I've worked since I was 15 and this might, you know, I'm just, so I'm rambling and that's whatever. I mean, what do you expect? So yeah, that shit just bothers me. So it's like, there's also this pressure on me to feel like, okay, how come I'm not using my platform in the same way these other people are using theirs? Should I get more lifestyle on mine like I like all of these things are just going through my mind and it's like if I get more lifestyle like how do I do it in an organic like real way that's me because me is like if you guys saw my bathroom right now you'd be like who is this girl like I have shit everywhere I literally I'm working on a desk right now that has an a empty bag of Lay's potato chips and a and a shirt just a shirt haven't worn it in forever don't know why it's here I oh oh I also just found a a wrapped up piece of soap 
Like I, my life, you know, I just think like I'm craving more of that on social media lately of people being real and not this like heavy aesthetic culture, clean girl culture, clean talk or whatever the fuck. Oh, sorry. I don't even know what I just ranted about. I hope it resonates with like one person so I don't feel like a fucking crazy person. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at mentally, if you guys can tell. Um, yeah, so I just needed to get that off my chest. I don't know if it made any sense to anybody. I, you know, I'm, I will work these thoughts out in my head at a later date, probably alone. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Bravo, the reason why we're all here Portia is replacing Tinsley on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season three. And I'm confused. So the original cast was Whitney and Heather from Salt Lake City, Giselle and Candace from Potomac, Leah and Tinsley from New York, and Alexia and Marisol from Miami. So it was supposed to be like bestie friends kind of trip. Now, news to me that Giselle and Candace are friends. Was not aware of that. Um, that's kind of what it felt like. But now that Tinsley is gone and Porsche is thrown in, I'm like, what? Like, it just seems so random. And I'm so excited to have her because I think Portia is like a great reality star. Do I necessarily agree with everything that she does or says? No, but I know that Giselle will get in her ass about Simon and I can't wait because, you know, this is going to be a mess. This is going to be a weird group, a weird group. I think they're going to be in Thailand. So it's going to be like exotic. I I don't know how Giselle's going to be without Karen because her and Karen are kind of like they need each other do you know what I mean like even though they don't really get along they still are they're great adversaries um I mean Candace obviously you guys know I'm a candy gal I'm a basset hound um and then Whitney and Whitney and Heather I just to me they are and this is going to be an extreme comparison so Come along on this ride for me, okay? To me, they are the housewives, Craig and Austin. And you might be thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Whitney isn't going around and fucking multiple other Bravo celebrities and going in somewhere else. Now, listen, I know that. That's why I said this is an extreme comparison. What I mean by that is like, they seem to be two people that just keep failing upwards and I don't know why that's what I mean like no one I follow like really loves Whitney or Heather like no one really posts about them when the season isn't airing like they're just kind of like there and I just don't know what we're gonna get from them so I'm confused and I'm excited to see Candace react to Whitney or like Portia react to Heather like because you know Heather's gonna try to like do something weird and I don't know I it just seems like a weird crew feels fucking weird but so the rumors are that Tinsley actually left this show this franchise or girls trip isn't filming because she allegedly might be filming Real Housewives of New York City legacy, which brings me to a question I have for everybody because I'm struggling with it as well. 
So obviously there's going to be two Real Houses of New York's. There's going to be Legacy and then there's going to be what is the new one called? Legacy and Hmm, hang on. I just blanked out. Let me find out. Oh, Next Generation or something. It's something like that. So it's Legacy and Next Generation and I'm I got to be honest, I feel like majority of people are just going to watch Legacy. I feel like the majority of people didn't want a next generation. I felt the majority of people just wanted the same girls that we had having crazy conversations. And do I think it got out of hand last year? I mean, guys, we didn't even have a reunion. No reunion for us, which is fucking crazy if you think about it. So I think that there definitely were things that should have been tweaked or whatever, but I don't think I need like a new generation because Real Housewives of New York. And I was really thinking about this is like every franchise is its own. It's it's its own thing. And I think the moment we try to like force other facets of different franchises into. <laughs> Barb, are you OK? Barb just tried to climb up the window and she didn't make it. Um. So like with New York, it's like these women are in their late 50s. That's what I want to see on New York. Late 50s, rich, playing tennis, going to the Hamptons, going to, you know, Bagatelle in Miami. Like that's what I want. On Beverly Hills, it's like since season one they've always thought about something that happened off camera and as much as I find it to be so annoying I still watch every single week because that's just what they give us New Jersey is all about family they all have a tight family tie Potomac Potomac tried to start with that etiquette stuff and when people ask me what season to start with Potomac I never say season one I gotta be honest I'm like start season two or three you don't need to start season one I whenever anyone asks me what do I start with like with certain shows? I always ask, how much time do you have? If you got a lot of time, start at season one of Vanderpump Rules. If you don't have a lot of time, start at season three of Potomac. You know? Um, but so that's what I mean. Like every franchise kind of has its own thing. And I think the moment we start to kind of maybe like wanting to change that a little bit and like, you know, bring in rel- like siblings on New York or something. I'm like, no, like save that for Jersey. Save that for my Italian girls. We don't, I don't need that in New York. Do I think New York should have a more diverse cast? Yes. But I think it also should be a natural cast. Like, I don't think it should be like random women that they've never interacted before or they've met at one party one time. Like these were, this show started as women who have known each other for a long time in some capacity. Like Sonia and Ramona had known each other for 20 years. Ramona stole a dress from her. Dorinda and Lou, they knew each other for a long time. Now, speaking of Dorinda, our girl's down bad, you guys. She's down bad. She posted an insane video on Instagram yesterday. I don't think we're ever getting her back. I got to tell you. I don't think she's ever coming back to New York City. It, I mean, she'll live there, but I mean the show. Because it seems to me she doesn't seem to fully grasp why she was fired. And I wish she did. Because then she could come back. She could come back and we all would be well. 
But I've so I've been rewatching New York um, as always. I always like to have it on like all day long. Um, and her first like Brandy said her first two or three seasons, she was a perfect addition. She was like the Shannon Bedore of New York. Like she was just flawlessly fit in with the cast. She gave great personal storylines. She got along and didn't get along with certain women and made her presence known. And she lost her way. And I don't know if Dorinda is capable of finding her way back on the track again. Like I, I, she's gone off the rails. She's gone off the rails and I, I need her to be in intense therapy I got to be honest. I need her to be in intense therapy. I need her to do some self-reflection. I need her to really take on the Richard stuff because it's not a healthy place for her. Like where Carol, I will never forget that amazing moment they had in London during season seven where they went to London to get uh, Carol's husband's urn. And as someone who read What Remains and thinks about it at least once a day, that is not an exaggeration. It is a truly beautiful memoir. I cried on the plane while I finished it. It gets me really choked up, actually. Carol has like this. I don't think you ever get over a death, but she has a good, healthy boundary with it, I think, where she accepts that this is what happened. And like she probably pays homage to him in a lot of ways and their relationship. But like, Dorinda's feels like unhealthy like she has this really unhealthy attachment to this house and granted it's a beautiful mansion in the Berkshires it's 10,000 square feet it's like 40 acres or 100 acres or something like it's a piece of fucking property to manage but it's like you gotta chill you gotta like not move on because I don't think that that's very kind of me to say but she's got to deal with it She's got to deal with it because that house does something to her. It's got a really dark energy and it's not good. It's kind of like jewels from uh, uh, ladies of London. Remember she was in charge of that whole estate and she was like the American that had to like run this estate and everyone was like, and it made her crazy. It made her crazy. And I'm like, Dorinda, we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out because the thing is, is like with Brandy, do you know what all the women say that I've noticed is they're like, Brandy has a really good heart. Like Brandy just doesn't, she just lashes out. She gets a little crazy, but in her course, she's a good person in my mind. I think she just kind of loses it for a second, but then we get it back. Like even Phaedra was like, you've got a good heart and a good soul, but like you're kind of a bitch sometimes. Whereas no one's saying that about Dorinda. She's terrorizing these women in this house. And it just concerns me. And like, I see her videos that she posts on TikTok and like, and Instagram. And I'm just like, who are you? I don't want my Dorinda doing this. I got to get her a new, we got to get a new social media manager, something. Cause this is not it. This is not it. Um, also I did go online to try to buy her blue stone, uh, bourbon. Can't get it can't get it it's like only in New York City and Massachusetts are the only places you can get it sent to you so that's a little confusing um yeah 
so that's that actually brings me into my next point is that Tamara is coming back to Real Houses of Orange County. That's obviously been announced. We were all kind of waiting for it, like expecting it, but we weren't 100 percent sure. But we were like, sure, if that makes sense. Like I knew that bitch was coming back, but I want to know how Dorinda felt seeing that Tamara was coming back to her show and Dorinda's not. That was probably a tough, that was probably a tough blow because I think Jill is yes, thirsty, but she gets like a lot of attention through her Jill and Allie stuff. She's still very in the, she's very like a prominent figure in the New York, like Hampton scene. And I think Dorinda has really resigned herself to like, I'm a housewife. Like this is Bluestone Manor. I'm going to make it a thing. And that was, I think, a mistake. I think if she maybe would pull back, she would maybe, guys, I don't know. I just, I need Dorinda to be in a good place. And she's clearly not. Um, But yeah, so Tammy Sue's coming back. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. Um, I think Alexis Bellino might be coming back. Jesus, Jugs. That's just the rumor. I will never forget when I did a live chat with Joe De La Rosa and I referred to Alexis Bellino as Jesus Jugs. She thought that I was just being rude. And I was like, no, like Tamara called her that once. And she was like, she did. And I'm like, yes, Joe, she did. <laughs> like, it was a really stressful moment because I was like, oh God, like she hates me. And then I realized that she didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, okay, here we go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're back on track. To see Alexis Bellino talk to Heather Dubrow once again just will give me so much joy. And you know who I think is like really blacklisted from Bravo is I think Gretchen Rossi. I don't think she'll ever be on a girl's trip. I don't think she'll ever. I think she's really, really done with. I think Bravo is done with her. And you know I'm devastated about the whole Nini situation. It breaks my heart into a million pieces that they are fighting Bravo and her and Andy and everybody. Um, really quick, I do want to talk about the best show that's on Bravo, obviously, other than Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip that is on Peacock. So let's be clear. It's Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine is one of the most underrated shows on Bravo. It's had the most consistent cast in the entirety of Bravo history. Um They've lost one, I think one cast member since the very beginning. Um, And that would be Mariah, which I'm glad that she's gone. Sorry, girl. Um, It's just incredible television. Quad is a Portia-like reality star, a Phaedra, um, a Nini. She gives great confessionals. She's funny. She's got this beautiful storyline right now where her her little nephew is living with her because her brother died of heart-related complications. And just to see their relationship be so pure and she really cares for him and she's got a really good sense of humor about like raising this little boy and it's just really, really sweet and I'm really enjoying it. It's got a different feel than Marlo and her two nephews Um, and I don't know how else to explain that. It's just very, very, it's just different vibes. Um, But Anila is relatively new to the married to medicine world. Her husband is a doctor. He, I believe, is a plastic surgeon. And um, she's a beautiful woman. She's got two really cute kids. Like her her mother is really funny and like really crazy. 
But this is something that bugs me across any housewife's show. It's something I don't really understand. And both Anila and Toya on Married to Medicine are guilty of this. The spending. The spending. Anila's original budget for her house to build her dream home is $1.5 million. That's a lot of money. She ended up spending $2.5 million. Now, I'm no mathematician, but I believe that is a million dollars over budget. That's a lot of money. That's insane to me. And it's just expected that her husband's just going to be like, okay, then I'll pick up more shifts at the office. I'm like, that's a lot of shifts. That's a lot. And then he's like, this is our forever home, our forever home. And she's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm like, what? This poor man is out there sweating, you know, building noses and boobs just for Anila to have her her dream home, which is hideous. These people that buy these lots and they put up these huge like McMansions. Chris Lewis said it best. There's so many edges in that house. There's so many sharp corners and so many edges. And it's like, you've got two little kids. I feel like this isn't safe. It's chaotic. It's so chaotic to me. (sighs) But it's just weird. And then Toya, obviously, you know, her and Eugene had that really big tax issue a few years ago. He busted his ass in the ER. He was working through COVID. Toya was not appreciative of that whatsoever. He would come home from working in the ER intensive care unit during COVID, height of COVID. And she would, he would come home and be like, she would complain about having to teach her kids school and that she couldn't go to tennis that day. He was like, I watched people die today. Like, can, can we not? Can I not be bombarded with your complaints the moment I step foot into my house? And I agree. Like, he literally was watching people die left and right during the height of COVID. And she was complaining to him about her life. It was problematic. Well, so they, he notoriously busted his ass, got enough money to pay back the tax stuff, got a lot, built this house that has an elevator and a this and that. I mean, it's insane. It's a two, she's got a two floor closet, two story closet. They're moving. Sus. Feels sus to me. Feels weird that they're moved. They moved out of their dream home that they just just built, guys. Like this house just was finished, and are now living in a rental down the street, waiting for their new house to be built at a different lot. That because she wants a tennis court and she wants a this and a that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It just feels so strange. I I'm always side eyeing Toya's finances a little bit. Like, what's going on over there, girl? Um, you know, I do have to respect her cause she is a Detroit girly, much like Kenya Summer Moore and the hot dog King. So, but it's hard. It's really hard. Heaven, Dr. Heavenly is getting into Dorinda territory. Um, for me where Dr. Heavenly was one of my favorite people, like reality personality of all time. I find her to be hilarious. I find her to be mean, but also kind and warm and it's very confusing. And she's self-aware enough to know that she's being awful, which is something I can respect. But 
it's getting to the point where it's like now it's feeling just cruel and like a little bit rotten. And I'm not saying that she's like a, you know, she's not drinking like Dorinda is or anything, but something is going on there. We are only two episodes into this season. I funny story. So I had it on and I was, you know, I was paying attention, but I was also like doing other stuff. And I texted Chris Lewis, friend of the pod, obviously co-host of shortcomings and because we love married to medicine. So I was talking to him about it. I said, I was like, who is this other doctor? I was like, who is this other doctor? They're in LA. Like they're, they all made this trip to LA. And he's like, Sam, what are you talking about? I was convinced this was last night's episode. You could not tell me it wasn't. Uh, him and I went on a conversation. We were in a conversation fight for like 30 minutes of him being like, Sam, I don't know what you're talking about. What woman are you talking about? And we were naming people back and forth. And I was like, no, 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 that's not her. That's not her. Turns out I was watching the first episode of the first season of Married to Medicine, Los Angeles. It was a crazy conversation. Like it was one of those like where he was not understanding what I was saying. And I was like, how are you not getting this? This literally was on last night. And he was like, Sam, you're watching the wrong show. I'm like, oh, got it. Okay. Um, That is, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I really, you know, have to say. I want everyone's thoughts and prayers for when I go glamping this weekend, only because I'm, go- I'm taking Ruby and I'm a little nervous. I'm just a little nervous about her being in like this big, it's a big tent. It's like one of those like I don't know how to describe it. There's like a full bed in there, a bathroom. It's like a, it's a tent though. Um, So if anybody has any recommendations, please, please let me know. Um, But it was of course, always amazing talking to you guys. And if you would like to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, please do so. I would appreciate it. And follow me at Bravo Historian and on Instagram and at Takers Aloft on Twitter to head over there. A lot of inch thoughts, on inch thoughts on Twitter per usual. So I will see you guys later this week and have a good day. Bye. A Huda Media Production.